Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 325 and I'm super excited that Uncle Herman is back on the show today. Hi, this is Uncle Herman. You are listening to the Heart Cells podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Well, I am so super excited. Anke is back with us today. She is the author of Taming the Tech Monster and she helps passionate but tech frustrated authors, coaches and educators to map out the steps and implement the online tech needed to turn their big vision into a flourishing business without the headache. Anke herself has quit her software developer job in the UK in 2004 to move to Spain to open up her own business and has been on the entrepreneurial journey ever since. So she will share some more interesting facts about how you can tame your tech monster today. In case we have not met yet, I'm Christine Schlansky, the host of Heart Sales Podcast, where I talk with inspirational, successful, heart-centered entrepreneurs and leaders about how they have built a wildly successful business. And many of them had to overcome challenges in selling their products and services. Some of my amazing past guests include Mark Hunter, Bob Burke, John Lee Dumas, Andrea Waltz, Anne Wilson, as well as Susie Carter, and many, many more. This episode today is brought to you by Heart Cells Academy, where we support heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs to really redefine sales so that they can grow exponentially in their business and impact while creating the lifestyle and freedom they are looking for. So if selling just doesn't feel good to you and therefore you feel it's holding you back in creating a wildly successful business and lifestyle, hop on over to christineschlansky.com to learn more and find out how we can help you to sell with ease, grace, confidence, while being authentic and true to your values. Enjoy the next episode with the wonderful Anke Herman. Well, I am so super pumped you are back, Anke. Welcome. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, I, I love our conversation. Like, you know, so many people are afraid of sales and are afraid of tech, right? I, I knew I'm going to master the sales piece. That's just a question of time when transferring from my job into uh, being an entrepreneur. But with the tech stuff, you know, um, I struggled for such a long time. And you made an interesting comment. I don't know if it was on the on the first episode or if it was in one of our many conversations that it's also a mindset piece that oftentimes it's not really the tech, it's the mindset that comes with it. Let's dive in. Hmm. I think the mindset's everything. Like it's literally everything because especially when you think about the way online technology and the platforms somebody will have to deal with to create whatever they want to create for their business. These days, they don't have to deal with zeros and ones. Every mm. platform has an interface that is made for people who aren't technical, right? So nobody really has to deal with anything strictly technical. But the fear that it comes from that sensation of I'm out of my depth here. I don't know how this all works and tech isn't my thing and and they don't realize that it's just like any old thing you know nothing about 
right? If you, I don't know, yep. I, I, when I first moved to Spain, I wanted um, to have a scooter because not because I, I like to wheel vehicles. No, I don't really. <laughs> I still don't. But but you know, to get around town by car was just forget about that. So a scooter was like the logical next move. <laughs> yeah, you know. But then I also knew. If I, I if I was going to go to a shop and say, hey, I want a scooter, I'm like, you know, being foreigner, being a woman, I'm going to get sold the last, <laughs> like you kind of knew. I knew I had to prepare. And I spent literally a few months researching scooters because you look at the scooters that are available and you see the specifications and this one's great for this. And then you, I don't know, big wheels. Is that a good thing? Do I need this? You don't know. Right. And mm. there's no way of knowing unless you actually do the research, you dive in and you get curious about the topic and enjoy the learner's attitude. Right. And, and so I knew I, w- I wasn't going to walk into any shop until I knew exactly what I wanted. And I knew I was going to understand any answers to any questions I'd get. And so I bought, in the end, I bought a scooter and it was fantastic. I had it for nine years. It was just absolutely wonderful. But it took, I took my time to research and I found it was actually interesting. You know, the further you dive in, the more interesting it gets. And it's the same with, you see it with tech all the time. People want the scooter, and, but they want it now. And they don't want to do the research part because that's boring. I don't want to know. But then there's this conflict because you also know if you go, to buy the scooter today and you haven't done your research like you're you know you basically you have a big sign up on your forehead saying you know rip me off and i really i really don't know why people feel so different about tech in the sense that any other subject when you knew you know you knew and you're going to start with the basics and you learn what you need to learn to do what you need to do in order to hand it over to somebody or to get it sorted in some way. But with tech, there's this impatience like, oh, I just want this done. I just want it working and skip all the other stuff. So it's literally that old slow down to speed up is really the only way that also takes out the, the overwhelm and it takes out the feeling of being out of your depth. You know, if you kind of go deep first before you run, run yeah. forward. And I think, you know, the tech stuff is nothing you expect as an entrepreneur or as an entrepreneur to be that you have to plan time to handle all these That's things. I, I didn't plan time, you know, entrepreneurs are usually they're creative. They want to get stuff done. You know, they, yeah. you want the first successes and then all the tech stuff is really in the way. So for everyone listening, I, would, I just want to encourage you to plan time for it. And I adapted the attitude. One of my mentors used to mention that. And I was like, well, why don't I adopt this attitude? I really like it. She figured out herself how it works. And then she was comfortable handing it off because A, she Absolutely. knew what to expect. She could explain what she wanted. Right. Going back to your scooter, if you don't even know what kind of scooter you want, like what kind of feeling you want when you sit on it. Yep. Right. How the measurements need to be to fit your body, to make it easy for you to drive around with it and all these things. You have to do a certain amount of research. Yeah. And so I feel when people adopt that attitude 
also with sales, learn how to sell your own stuff first. Otherwise you can't give it to someone. You will never understand if they're a good salesperson or if they're not that great because they can tell you whatever they want to tell you and you don't have any experience to compare it with. That's so true. I love, I love that you say that because I often get pushback from people, especially when they're a little bit further advanced in their business. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to deal with the textile. I just outsource it. Right. And I'm not against outsourcing on the contrary, but I'm against fear-based outsourcing. Mm. I, I just will not have it when people come and says, Oh, you do it. I don't want to know. No, it's your business. It's just like you wouldn't hand over sales or you wouldn't hopefully hand over your account details to a, to a financial advisor. Say, yo, I don't want to deal with money. You do it. You know, how many people have we seen who ended up um, in trouble and broke because they've done that with somebody who then wasn't trustworthy with their money because you can't even tell a good professional from a bad one. And I'm always saying the objective isn't to turn anybody into a geek. You know, feel free, <laughs> feel free if you want to, but that's not the objective. The objective is to know enough, as you say, to know enough to be a good client for somebody because it isn't just this one way that you are vulnerable for other people to, to rip you off. Like you're also a giant pain to work with if you haven't got a clue, <laughs> right? So yes. if somebody comes to you, you know, like you're not, oh, there's always that, Sometimes people, you see it in software projects, it's quite funny when you get people that come and, oh, and I just want something really simple. I just want to kind of have this swipe across and this thing kind of magically, and you think, you know, what you want is artificial intelligence. You know, your budget is probably to have like some Lego pieces together. So that mismatch of, of that total ignorance or, or, you know, not knowing what's possible and, mm. and how much effort it involves, it makes you really difficult to work with client, right? Yeah. And ignorance so, can be quite expensive too. Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yes. it isn't really, I think it's the same. So it's, it's not about never outsourcing, but if you need, you need to at least understand how the pieces fit together and why it's a good idea to make, to do it this way. And, and as you say, the same with sales, you know, if you know how to do it, then you can hand it over and then you can tell a good salesperson from a bad one and you can tell a good tech provider from a bad one. Yeah, totally. Yeah, get like get a basic understanding. Mm. And then after a while, you know, things will click, right? For, for me, um, you know, my frustration level had to get pretty high, <laughs> which happened very fast <laughs> too, <laughs> to sit down and really try to understand it. And to, to kind of put the pieces together. And, and now, you know, things, I, when I look back, like things that made me so frustrated, like two years ago or a year ago, it's now, it's like more like having a piece of cake. It's just like, oh, I need to do this and this and this. I need to connect this with this and blop. Yeah. You know, I can build a funnel in, in no time where others pay thousands of dollars to, to outsource it. And there's not that understanding. And that happened to me too, right? Like mm -hmm. my, uh, my first opt-in, I remember, um, you know, creating it. That was a challenge for itself. And then you had it done and you didn't know, like, how do I get people to download it from my website? <laughs> so I remember I gave that task to someone who claimed she know, knew what she was doing. And, you know, looking back, well, she got the job done. 
I don't think she knew what she was doing because she was <laughs> in a totally different field with all her other services. And I probably totally overpaid. Uh, mm. She probably just needed an hour or two to put it into place. But I think I, I paid a retainer of like 20, 25 hours or something. So yeah. totally insane. And from that painful experience, <laughs> you know, you, you learn. And yeah. if, you, if you shift your mindset, because you said it's like it's that mindset piece, yeah. what can people do today who are a little bit frustrated in their tech game and in their sales game as well? Because we found mm. that those worlds are pretty parallel. What, can, what would you advise them when you look at your business, what you learned around selling, and then also what you do with all the tech stuff and your clients, what are maybe a couple of mindset hacks people can use to get themselves into a mindset that supports them? Yeah, I, th I think one thing that I, where I see a, a huge difference in the before and after is when, when people start to become aware of and observe how they handle things in other areas of their lives, they start to realize that, well, you have, you might not know how to do something in tech or in sales, but you have what it takes to figure it out. Mm. And if you can learn to trust that, and there's, a, there's an example that, that I quite often like to, because it's funny, and it really drives the point home, when a lot of people have bought a washing machine in their lives. Right, And so brand new washing machine comes, lots of dials, lots of programs, and usually, oh, I don't know what all that does. And, and there's literally two types of people. Some will go, let's just turn it on and see what happens. And other people will read the manual. But both work off the assumption that they have the capacity to figure out how the washing machine works. Nobody, at least not that I know of, has ever thought, oh, washing machines, I don't know. I don't want to know about washing machines. I don't know how they work. It's all too hard. Send it back. No. Yeah. In so many areas of your life, you learn new stuff all the time. And you never question that you have the capacity to figure it out. You know, Marie Folio's book, Everything's Figure Outable. Mm -hmm. I think that applies to tech and sales as well. And if yeah. you can start working at least allowing a glimpse that that might be true, the whole outlook changes because then like, oh my God, this is all kind of like, oh, I don't know, becomes like, hmm, let's see how I'm going to figure that one out, right? And then it becomes almost a challenge. It becomes almost a game. And then you all of a sudden see things happen. And all of a sudden you do something that you didn't think you could. And that is so nothing's quite as addictive as progress because then you'll be more adventurous for the next thing. And next thing you know, you've built the whole funnel and you can't remember what the heck the problem was, right? Mm, yeah, totally. And, and it's a great book. Everything is figure outable. And I had the opportunity to actually go to that open ceremony when she had her wow. big book launch event in New York. It was really, really cool. So thanks for triggering that nice memory. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I, I observed that once I got over that hurdle and I could kind of relax into the task because now I had mm -hmm. decided I'm yes. going to do this then things became easier because, you know, you kind of push through that wall of resistance. Yeah. 
So yeah. do, do, do you give your clients like any task, like any question they can ask or do they do journaling or meditating or what do you, what do you do if that wall, the tech wall is so huge or the monster, you talk about the tech monster, even though your yes. tech monster is so cute. <laughs> what if the tech monster is so big? Um, I actually had literally had this happen last night. Client goes, I just need to tell you, I'm just really freaking out right now. I'm so scared of this. I know I want it, but I'm really like almost like an anxiety attack at the idea of getting what step can I take? And I'm like, okay, let's just get cracking. Your first job, create a folder, collect the images, create a folder, collect testimonials. Go through your Facebook feed, find all the posts that you think might be worth. You're already working on your website and there's nothing technical in there. Mm. Right. And I just get them to, it's almost like I nudge them over the potholes. I don't let them put their foot Fallen. in. And yeah. so sort of nudge them over, you know, now, no, no, what you need to do next is this. And then next thing you need to do is this. And then all of a sudden I point out, Have you noticed you haven't actually done anything technical yet, but we've done 80% of the work. And so that, that normally gets them out of that, that sense of like, oh, there's something technical that's too hard. Mm -hmm. The next task, the next step towards building that website is collecting the material. And that's got nothing to do with tech. It's, it's got to do with you sieving through the photos you've got to look for the ones that you might want to use on your website. You know, and the next step is what experience do you want your potential clients to have? What is it that the message that you want to send them in a variety of different ways when they come to your website? Think about that. You know, yeah. we're building your website, but that's not technical either. And most of it, literally 80 to 90% of the work is that. And then they tend to like, oh, okay, well, I can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it just kind of, And once they get moving, and I think then it's like the moment they start seeing it take shape, then they get excited, right? And yeah. I've had so many people who say, well, I don't know. I never thought I'd really enjoy this. I never, I never thought this would be so much fun because then they see it that it's actually a process of creation. And most people, you know, at least most of my clients have this creative streak and they love creating things. And when they can see that, tech stuff is actually a process of creation it the, the the fear the anxiety tends to melt away mm, i i love that i i feel it's the same with sales it's exactly right? when the you same. when you take the worry off of you like what the what is the person going to think uh will i be able to deliver what kind of offer i'm going to go will i make and like all these then you put yourself in the shoes of your client and you're just there to yeah. serve and to hold the space. And all of a sudden you are at the end of the sales conversation and yeah. you didn't even notice yet, right? You think about well, that was fun. That was such a great conversation, right? Turning a sales conversation into a fun conversation. Thinking about tech, turning that into a game. Yeah. Um, I feel that's really, really supportive. Yeah, I think so. And I think with, with, sales it's 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 in both cases if if you really become clear on what the objective actually is in you know in sales i think 
what makes it awkward for a lot of people is the idea that if you think that you need to shove your product down somebody's throat, even if they might not really want it, well, then that's awkward. But I mean, that's not really what you want to do. I think at the end of the day, you want to help somebody make a decision whether what you offer is right for them or not. Mm. Right? It's got nothing to do with you. And and it also is the, the, the other objective is, you say, as we said before, it's like, well, is this a client that you actually want to work with? You know, so it's this both ways street and all of a sudden the whole flavor of the conversation shifts. And with technology, it's the same thing. The objective isn't to set up, configure software. The objective is to use the right tools to create what you want to create for your clients. But if the focus is on what experience do I actually want to create for my client, you know, then the tech kind of loses its it's scary bit as well. Hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. So talking about that, what, what does hard sells mean for you? Hard sells means for me that there's a huge difference depending on where you're coming from when you're offering a service or a product. Right? If you come from that place of wanting to help solve a problem for somebody or help somebody get somewhere where they want to go and show up with everything you've got, like with the way you are without a mask, without having it this mechanic, or I need to look like this so that they can think that when you can be you and when you come from that space of service, rather than let me shove something down their throat and make a sale, and I think people can feel that. And I think that that connection, people can feel it. Mm. Right. And then the yeah. whole transaction becomes simple. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Awesome. So connection is the word that really comes to mind. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, is there any book when you look back and I'm quite sure there are many but like one that comes to mind that really made a difference in your life Dr. George Pransky's The Relationship Handbook it's because um, I think I think when I first started like left the job the corporate world started going out on my own the biggest problem I had was that there was always that sense that my clients were pressuring me and putting were very demanding. And, you know, I was always Mrs. Nice Girl and sort of too much of a people pleaser. And at the end of that was that I was feeling worn out because I couldn't say no to people and they would (laughs) take ruthlessly advantage of that. And so it got me into, well, apart from burnout in this, into a space of feeling kind of almost victimized, you know, by my, demanding clients mm-hmm. and uh, and this book really set my head straight but it helped me see that no 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 sweetheart the stress you felt the pressure you felt did not come from your clients you made that up all yourself right it kind of mm-hmm. was a really humbling moment but then liberating at the same time because then it all, all of a sudden took the power power away from other people and I could literally change my whole experience of that business. So that's yeah, probably the one most impactful books that I've read. 
Mm, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that and, and sharing your story with it. I think that's very inspiring. And probably many people have felt that way in, you know, being taken advantage of or having demanding clients. And one way I feel that happens is when you don't have your prices right, because then you will feel like they are taking and taking and taking, you're giving and giving and giving. It's totally out of balance. It's out of harmony. And at the end of the day, the entrepreneur gets frustrated and they start rejecting their clients while in reality, unfortunately, they have given them the space and they have made the invitation. So it's, it's such an important piece that you talked about that I wanted to give that a little highlight. <laughs> no, that's so very true. That's so very true. And I think that the big misunderstanding that, well, you know, <laughs> it was one of those le lessons learned the hard way. I think initially when you're sort of new, you kind of think, at least I, I, I kind of felt I, I was buying myself some slack or it may, or somehow having lower prices were going to make it an easier sale. And, you know, boy, is that wrong. It does not make it an easier sale. It just changes the dynamic. And, and yeah, and I was definitely in that space that I would resent my clients because I felt taken advantage of and I felt mm. they got so much more than they paid for. And it didn't, and I mean, it wasn't even that. It was the, <laughs> I guess it was the lack of gratitude that I expected them to be grateful, really. To, I expected them to be conscious of, hey, I've been, this deal has been lopsided. I've been getting so much more than I've paid for. And I found that wasn't true. People didn't realize that. They just thought, well, let me just squeeze a little more and see where I can get some more. So it's definitely a dynamic that that isn't helpful for anybody. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I will definitely put the book in the uh, resource section as well. But what we're going to put in the resource section, obviously, are all the links to you so people can connect with you and your amazing work. And also, you brought us a free download of your book, Taming the Tech Monster. <laughs> so tell, tell us a, a little bit about the book and why people should read it. Yeah, I think the little tech monster, if you see the cover, you're going to have a good giggle because there's a little little tech monster. He's got a name even. And so he's taken on a life of its own. And I think that the, the core message of what the book really is about is to demonstrating that what looks like a scary monster is really just a friendly little dragon that wants to play. And you have what it takes to figure out what you need to figure out to get the tech off your mind and sorted. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thank you so, so much, Anka. I really enjoyed this conversation. So interesting to see what tech has to do with sales. And also so beautiful to see the progress you have made as an entrepreneur or, you know, how you really turned into being that successful entrepreneur, even though you didn't like sales and, <laughs> you know, you overcame all of that mindset. So thank you so, so much for sharing today with the audience. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I think the more people can make a living or doing something that they're really passionate about, it makes the world a better place. So you know, the more we can support, the better. Totally agree. 100%. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. So are you ready to tame your tech monster? I hope you are because life is so much more beautiful without the tech frustration. 
And I really hope that you have learned something that will help you next time a frustrating situation is just looking around the corner to shift your mindset and to take it with curiosity and enjoy the process. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab with the wonderful episodes of Anke 324 and 325. You have the transcript over there, the show notes, the key points, as well as the resources we talked about and all the links that connect to Anke with just one click. When you're over there, sign up for the empowerment notes. That is empowerment right into your inbox where I share some tools, tips, advice, as well as some updates on Heart Sales Podcast and you can stay in the loop. So thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world and I'm saying bye for now. Bye.